0: You know, our ability to defend strongly and, and win enough contests and be efficient going forward was clearly on show for the, for the majority of the night and um, I was just really proud of the boys, the way they went about it, you know, it wasn't the perfect week
1: but their ability to deal with that maturity shown, and their ability to execute what we were trying to do was outstanding and um, you know, that's clearly one of their best performances for the year.
0: Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by D's fans, as we all hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is barracking for the Melbourne Football Club. My name is Tim. I'm joined with... ...for joining us. Simo, we're a little bit groundhog day. We're struck back into lockdown 4.0. How are you traveling, mate?
1: Ah, uh, look, uh, here we go again, but we've, we've been through it, but, um, you know, uh, we can get through it again, I think, and... The quicker it happens, the quicker we can get back to the G, the better we'll be. That's it.
0: That's it. it Let's hope that, well, the health and safety of everyone obviously is priority, but it would be a nice nice thing just to be back in the stands and hopefully get to watch some footy, uh, you know, in the not too distant future because, yeah, it's a little bit threatening at the moment. I know Robbo and a few people in the media are talking the possibility of, you know, suspending seasons and stuff, and it's like, nah, don't, don't, don't even start to talk uh, about that. Not, not, not this year. Not with how we're going. So, uh, but in saying that, geez, we're here to talk about a, probably one of the most impressive wins that we've seen in a long time. I guess at a true testing point where, yeah, you know, it was a real measuring stick for where we we're at, and we came across on last Friday night against a formidable dog side that, you know, standing number one there and we're definitely the, the ones in the way, but far out, we made them look pretty ordinary, didn't we?
1: We did, mate. I think it's, you know, pressure. I reckon pressure got to them, but also I'm thinking like, oh, like I've heard this from other Bulldog supporters and stuff and they're like, oh, that's all right. We'll just, you know, giving them false pretense like we're, you know, we deliberately put on a that sort of show to to show that, you know, we've got plenty of tricks up our sleeve but bevo ch- chose not to use it so you know it's interesting hearing like that and i just think that you know they're a sore loser at the time but you know we'll have to see what happens
0: hey yeah that's it it was a uh, yeah as i said very impressive game from from start to finish really and probably wasn't quite reflected on the scoreboard about how much we dominated the ball uh, and dominated the game really probably should have won by more as we've sort of we've certainly touched on this year at times, but they were they were always going to sort of try and kick their way back into it. But no, nah, it was uh, super exciting as a demon supporter, and yeah, in a, in what was really, I suppose, at our pinnacle was going to be a big test, and and good to see that we could bounce back. I think defensively after the game against the Crows, in which you know we conceded the most amount of points that we have so far this year, and that's not taking anything away from Adelaide. That's you know. They play really well, and they actually continued to do that for half a game against Richmond on the weekend as well too. So it wasn't just us. So, but anyway, lots of things to like, uh, and we're going to cover that in our next segment. Credit to the boys. Back into the game. So, through credit to the boys.
1: And... Um, I think it was on uh, all of us to step up and, and you know, really lead from the front, and I thought we did that all day. So we want to play our way. just Go after the boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there was so much to like in such a comprehensive victory, but I think one of the most pleasing aspects and something we've been calling for all this year, Simo, has certainly been a fast start and not playing from behind after quarter time. And I think coming out and kicking Harmsey kicking that goal within the first 18 seconds of the game was just, yeah, the perfect kind of, you know, set the tempo for the rest of that quarter. And I mean, we ended up having 11 scoring shots in that in that first quarter. And, you know, you had a couple of goals to Frida, um, track kicked one. Your your boy Jimmy Jordan kicked a, or cleaned up. Oh, whose mess was it? Somebody he, somebody else ballsed up something like that. He he managed to turn turn a bit of a fumble into a, a great goal. I think the ball almost hit the roof of uh, Marvel Stadium when he kicked it. Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> I, do, I do remember the goal. I remember him just crumbing it. I don't. Yeah. Who's, I think uh...
0: Nah, we. I think somebody uh, weeds might have dropped a mark or something like that, and then kind of cleaned it up. But I, I just think the we talked about the scoring, but I think also the defensive pressure. And I think we already saw from the get-go how much they had would have solely focused on improving their defensive stance and and being able to make sure that we were incredibly hard to score against. And the Bulldogs are very well known for moving the ball and being able to use the wings to be able to find the ball. And... And move it forward very quickly and use their handball game and and if that's not there then using the corridor but you just saw how we set up we were just so uh, in focus and and each player knew exactly where they needed to be and I was just you know watching Caleb Daniel spin around in circles and they you know it doesn't matter how many times they tried to switch the ball we just made life difficult for them and it it really the game was won in that first quarter Uh, you know despite the rest of the game it sort of evened up a little bit but It's great to see that we were able to deliver the Dogs first um, as the first loss of the first quarter that they've had this season, which, you know, for a team that was coming in and Lever had sort of touted, you know, during the week, saying that they're the best team in it, and I think we touched on that last week, to come out and bring that to them um, as premiership favourites was really satisfying and really pleasing to see as a Demon supporter. 100%
1: Hundred percent agree, and I think there's a lot of people you can really label on um, how well we play, but you know I feel like you know it was a real genuine whole team performance. But you know that comes with you know the real key things that stick out to you as well. Like I think Jimmy Harms's job on um, on Libba was be crucial because I know how much that that dogs midfield just link up so well, and you know Libba does all that crunch work and he gets those you know those cheeky handballs out. So those players like McCrane, your, your bonds can really get valued possession, um, and I think they didn't have that as much. Um, you know, it was a lot, lot of hack kicks, really at a contest. Like it was just, you know, as as you just touched on, you know, it's defensive pressure. It's you know, it's really that want to to stranglehold the uh, the opposition and make it tough for them.
0: Rewalt, I remember Rewalt spoke about it at I think it's was halftime, was it half or maybe at the end of the game. You know, there could have been any pick of Dogs midfielders. You know, you've got Bont, you've got McRae, uh, you know, any other midfielder that you certainly could have placed a tag on. But I think he put it really well: was the Demons would have analysed it during the week and sort of thought, right what's going to have the most devastating impact and really disrupt their game style. And and he he was saying, you know, the outside is the cream of the crop, but let's go to the root, and that's why going for Libba, it certainly affected, as you said, that kind of grunt work, and they weren't able to sort of get those chain of handballs going just purely from Harms' game. And then you you look at his individual game as well too, being able to rack up, you know, mid-20 disposals, hit the scoreboard, uh, and, and really, it gets back to what he was doing best. You know, those two, three years ago, when he was really in his prime, and, and being able to, yeah, play a defensive-minded role, but then also have the ability to impact, uh, you know, contested possessions, and then pop up on the scoreboard as well. So, yeah, no, no, outstanding by him.
1: I love that. Well, like just looking at some stats, I think well, Liber, I think he's averaging around nine or ten clearances a game. Number he one in the comp, it- I'm pretty sure. He's had he's only had the four four center clearances, but the big one that stands out there is stoppage clearances zero around the ground. So, you know, at those contests, it seems to me the harms has put a lot of work into him and making it really difficult. So, again, thanks, Harmsy. you're uh, you're back to your best, and it's great to see, you, my friend. Um, another credit, I reckon, big Gus, young Gus, youngish Gus, um,
0: <laughs> definitely youngish.
1: Gus, Gus, bus, he was outstanding his one-on-one efforts were massive um in playing along uh, going a long way with our with our game and i think he had a lot of two or three maybe contests with the bond and just you know either either half the contest or won the contest and you know he's only had 13 disposals but gee if you look at his one-on-ones don't even think he got beaten
0: That's exactly right, and I think, you know, we talk a lot about the players buying into their roles, and I think you sort of mentioned before, it really was on Friday night, from all perspectives, that that it was a whole team performance, you know, each Each player executed their role to absolute perfection in order to to achieve what they did. And and Brayshaw is one that, yes, you know, we all know that, you know, he started off his career in the midfield, and I'm sure he'd probably love to be, you know, in and around the grunt work. But far out, he's been able to reinvent himself as a wing as a wingman. And I think his I think you're right, his defensive work as a wingman, and I think we're now seeing a lot more of our midfielders. I think Oliver's somebody else that, um, you know, aside from his incredible game, but you look at you know he's now starting to bob up and taking a few more intercept marks and and everybody's buying to the defense and we know that that has been a huge calling card for the D's this year and we know that we're the number one ranked um, defensive side in the competition but it's not just relying on our back six you, you're relying on all 18 blokes on the field and yeah we're seeing players like Brayshaw who who had repeated defensive efforts we're seeing Oliver taking you know intercept marks in, in our defensive 50 we're seeing we're almost seeing not flooding but we're seeing you know the whole team really sort of get around and, and that system is really starting to click and it is it's making us extremely hard to hard to score against but I think yeah talk about Gus uh, you know, yeah, Clary, I think players that you know we've highlighted and certain, certainly when we talk about our underrated performers, but, you know, Alex Neil Bullen played an absolute ripper of a game, had some fantastic possessions in the middle of the ground. We talk about um, Jimmy Jordan, again, putting in his effort in the middle of the ground. Uh, and, again, it's probably undersung as well, too. Harry Petty, who we highlighted the other week about the work that he's just been able to slot in, and, and he took a couple of absolute fantastic contested marks at the back there, Uh you know, not to mention the our Ford line. Yeah. Oh, and the hanger. <laughs> what a photo. So no, I think that that was a you know a huge pleasing thing to see. Is, is there anyone left out from? I mean, we oh. know there's the Fords. I mean, we talked about Fritsch and and T Mac. Obviously, had a had a big first half. Um, got, to there, be,
1: got to be got Trent Rivers, their rising star. no uh, oh, of course. He, oh man, he he's just great to watch and. Having, having a great system around him allows him to, you know, be able to play his game. And you look at him, Jackson, and Cozzy, you know, they've got the right mix around them so they can do these extra things and feel comfortable at the level. And you see he's now played 20 games and, you know, he's starting to get recognised as a, you know, a genuine, that's a, you, you could say and argue, like, you know, he's a kind of like a lockdown defender, but also he's starting to hurt some sides the other way. Like you look at a goal against the Crows, gee, that's good to see. You know, things like that, like that added confidence and um, you get from having these senior games. Like I know last year in his first year, you know, he was sort of in and out. And he played maybe, well, obviously he's played 11 games this year, so it makes nine games last year. You know, having him in and out, everyone was saying, oh, get, get him in there, get him in there, get all these games into him. Um, You know, but you look at this year and he's playing each game and you look, he's just growing.
0: Yeah, he had a couple of, I uh, it was like back to back spoils, like just really important spoils. I know Daisy Pierce was, she was right onto him, um, you know, highlighting him in the commentary team uh, on Friday night as well, too. So, yeah, well deserved in his nomination there. And yeah, we, we all know how good he is, uh, but uh, it's great to see that. He's, yeah, getting the recognition that he deserves, but also getting the games under his belt and just continuing to improve uh, week in, week out and slotting into our defensive six nicely. So, no, and that's that pretty much, I mean, we could go on talking about forever about how much stuff we love, but I think, yeah, it was just a, a really impressive four-quarter game. I, we said that we definitely could have won by more, and I think the scoreboard didn't quite reflect on, on what we were, were able to achieve, I think, with the ball and they kicked a couple of late goals and then we probably missed a couple of easy. I think uh, it was at Weeds and and Pickett missed a couple of easy ones in that last quarter. So, uh, But yeah, very, very uh, satisfying and very, very much helps build the confidence for us moving forward. And, And yeah, it'll be a real testament to hopefully see us back it up against another quality side in Brisbane this week. Well, Simo, we've covered the things that we did love about the weekend. Now, it's to look at the things that we didn't love so much in our next segment, Pretty Pissed
1: Off. Pretty, I'm, pretty pissed, I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough.
0: That's very unlike the way we've been playing and something that we'll obviously review and get better at.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good enough today. Um, this team, this club's got to start winning games such as
0: it's been many times this year, so in 10 wins and one loss, it's, it sometimes can be hard to try and nitpick things that we didn't love. But there's a couple of things that we've highlighted. And the first thing that I'm going to talk about is Cozzy Pickett, absolute love him to death. Exciting player. He's getting all the hype and the recognition that he deserves. However, there's something that I've noticed, I reckon, in his game, especially probably this year, is just has a bit of a habit of maybe playing for free kicks at times i don't don't know if it's just me that's noticed that but you know especially in a contest and running into inside 50 or or getting close to goal he's got a habit of sort of waving his arms about or look he probably does get held a little bit but at the same time he's only a second year player and probably not going to get those free kicks that a you know maybe more established player would but i just think that you know, sometimes he goes to the ground a little bit too easily at times. Where he's trying to milk that free kick, and I just think he's got to just tone it back just slightly. I reckon get a couple more years after him, yeah, uh, he should be getting a lot of those free kicks. Don't get me wrong; they could certainly be called, but I just think it, at this point, I don't think he's going to get those calls, and he's just going to make sure that he's, uh, yeah, making sure that he wins the forty rather than trying to win the free kick at times. I don't know. What do you think? Am I being am I being too picky here or what?
1: Oh, that's too slow. Do you see like do you see what? I'm, I, I know where you're coming from. I know where you are coming from. Like you have to, you can chat to him about it. Um, <laughs> know what he's actually doing. You can get him on the podcast. Do. Um, you do say his arms flying around and whatever, and you know. But if he's not, if he's still, you know, getting his hands to the footy and not getting bumped off the footy too easily, and you know, is drawing the free kicks or keeping the ball in our area. Look, I don't mind him doing that. Yeah. Um, but if, like you're saying, if he's going to ground too easily, then it's something that probably needs to be adjusted. I've seen with Nev Jetta, I remember might have been last year, the last couple of years, you know, he's really led with the head. Like, mm. I mean, like, God, I haven't seen really Cosy do that. But, you know, one thing to be careful of is, you know, playing for that free kick, um, you know, it could get yourself hurt. You know, yeah,
0: no, that's right. But as I said, real, real nitpickies pick of stuff. And, and again, you know, kicked, kicked a great goal on the weekend and, and, he should have kicked another one as well, and it didn't get anywhere near it. But yeah, just something I noticed probably over the course of the season, not so much just on the weekend. But awesome. again, what about uh, you, mate?
1: This well, look, it's a, it's a really hard one to knock. But Jaden Hunt's slight drop off, or more, not so much on a defensive standpoint, but on, a, on a, an offense standpoint. Um, I'd love to, I'd want him to get the ball in his hands more. Yeah, but the fact that like he's had seven touches, but you look at his seven touches he's had 200 200 plus meters gained you think oh geez like if we get the hand if he, he gets his hands on it you know twice as much you know look how much he's how much drive and scoring power he gives us um so sh- i suppose showing that dare would be really nice to see um so yeah come on Jaden get those wheels going son yeah.
0: i know one other thing that kind of got brought up a little bit i did a post the other day about um sam wiedemann i i still yeah, very certain of this, that he's going to be a good player. Now, whether it's at the D's, whether it's at another club, some of the knocks that came uh, when I made the post on social media was about how he, he spoiled some of the other players going for packs. Now, I don't know if you've noticed that. Now, I know that Sam Wiedemann hits a pack as hard as anyone hits anything. Mm. But would you say you've noticed at times that it's been a couple of times where if he's he, he really needs to kind of find that separation from the pack rather than sometimes... Really, kind of spoiling his own man because I reckon that has been something that, and I'm purely going off what our, you know, what our faithful on social media have sort of brought to my attention. And I'm sort of thinking, oh, you know, they actually got a point there. At times he might sort of spoil something, whether it's T Mac or whether it's Benny Brown or whether it's, you know, Fritter. Um, do you think that that's a valid, you know, is that a valid argument? Do you think? Is he, do you see him doing yeah.
1: that? I think it definitely is, but you look at like, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when you said I uh, think of like when he went for his mark, but the cage handler went in his way, like that's, yeah. look, we want him flying for his marks. That's, that's a hard thing. And I think it's just judging when to go and when not to, um, yeah. you know, if you can develop that, you know, when the right time is to go and when to not, then, you know, that'd be great. Um, But yeah, no, I reckon weeds, weeds will get there. I was just like with any, any key position player, it takes time and, you know, games under the belt to yeah. uh, to improve, and the more he plays, the more um, he will get that you know judgment right. Yeah, uh, that's that's okay. right. He,
0: like and he, like he's so close, and I think we saw it again on the weekend about like how many how many almost marks did he take? I mean, it, it would have had to have been four or five at, at, at times where they've just sort of bobbled out of him. Uh, you know, where there is found, and like we saw what happened when he had kicked two in a minute. Uh, in the third quarter there uh, where they kind of like, yeah, they fell in his lap a little bit. But we saw, you know, last year when he came into the side about how damaging he can be. And I just think that, you know, these fans need to keep the faith with him. And look, we haven't seen much of Benny Brown, but I don't know. I am more inclined to say i would prefer Weeds in there than Ben Brown, just just purely from the small sample size that we've seen so far this year i i think that the balance might lie better in terms of because weeds gets up and around the ground a little bit more and he seems a little bit more um agile to be able to you know take a mark on the defensive 50 and i don't know i'm purely spitballing here we 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 didn't talk about this in our pre-chat but i i don't know what do you what do you think do would you prefer brown or weidman
1: well is it too hard to call no based on form i mean i i heard um realized when Ben Baron got dropped, he had four touches on a bloke. That's a VFL. Like he won't, he's not a great AFL player. Caden brand from Sydney in Caden brand. actually just made him look, look terrible. Yeah. Four touches in a game. It's pretty, pretty pox. And we don't really want that coming through, but it's a bit hard for Benny. Like you can't string some form together. Cause I mean, the unknown of VFL footy, like, I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Um, but look again. I'm just going to keep getting games in the But like you know, what's is, you know, in the inner sanctum is he playing his role? And if he is, keep him in.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I'd I'd leave him in this week. Uh, you know, Brisbane have got some pretty sturdy defenders, so I'd give him another another opportunity to you know make his case and and yeah, put his best foot forward for that so we've somehow managed to <laughs> take our segment about nitpicking about things we don't like know, into a debate about brown versus wheat and you're gonna,
1: you're gonna hate it because it's gonna get worse with christian salem someone who's had he's definitely having an all australian year and for someone like he's just come back in the side but he was playing here at hero ball i reckon you reckon hero yeah, ball yeah. yep i reckon Be just cool. like, these well these handballs over the head like i reckon there was three like there's just no look handballs going direct yeah. to him. And there was probably two or three instances where it led into a direct goal for the dogs. And um yeah, I was a, I was a bit bullish on his game. I was a bit I was a bit PO'd to be honest.
0: Well, let's just put it down to rust, shall we? After, after a week's break. know oh, we we clearly missed him against the Crows, but yeah. Mm. As we said. He'll
1: bounce he'll bounce back. He'll be he'll be best on this week. Yeah, put it, put you're going to. I was going
0: to say you're going to include him in your. <laughs> you're going to include him in do. your multi this week. Yeah, There you go. With every performance, there's always somebody that flies under the radar. And it's our job, Simo, to recognize that person that doesn't maybe get the same recognition by the media or by the fans, uh, but it's something that we've certainly noticed. And in our next, what is it, a segment or is it just an award? Do we call it a segment? I don't even know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the recipient of our Charlie Spago Award. The Sward. The what? The Sward. The Sward. <laughs> uh, the Sward recipient of the Charlie Spargo Underrated Performance Award of the round. Sam, I'm going to hand it to you this week, mate. Who you got there?
1: I've got Bailey Fridge for his amazing defensive efforts because... But hang on. Isn't he like, a forward? He is a forward, but defensive efforts, mate. He, like forward pressure. And for someone that I have literally been... I've been watching closely this year considering he's always in my multis for Ds. Um, the fact that this bloke he's i I just feel his work off the ball in the last 2 3 weeks especially noticing against Carlton and also Adelaide it just didn't look like it was there um so I think I think he might have got something he might have got to kick up the ass this week about it because mate he was he was all for it and I think the biggest one I noticed was his intercept mark across half forward um which led to a goal as well and just little things like that and just he just looked more he looked like he had more urgency I think defensively, which uh, really helped um, us as a, as a forward line.
0: And I think we know how important he is to our forward line and, the players look for him early don't you reckon like it seems to be something that they you know one of those players that they look to get going early uh and is really kind of crucial to to how our game might you know progress from there and i mean he kicked two goals in the first quarter and he might have made fun of um zane cordy's mustache and maybe that's why i was so um disappointed with him on the boundary line there and he <laughs> wouldn't get away from him and, and weed him and i don't know standing around trying to push cordy away and I don't know, he might might have just been telling Cordy about how he needs to learn how to grow some facial hair or something like that. What do you think? <laughs> oh, potentially.
1: Because, well, I just I just realised, well, uh Fritz has kicked twenty-five goals this year.
0: He um, would be he'd be our leading goal kicker.
1: He's our leading goal kicker. Yeah, twenty five. He's missed the one game. Um obviously the six against North. Um, but yeah, he's one that's just consistently bobbing up like T Mac. You know, they're both kicking goals and um, I feel like it's you know, slightly fine on the radar. I think, like, I mean, to, to think that he's kicked 25 now for the year. Um, I think he's one of those forwards that is definitely capable of the 40 to 50 goal mark for a season, and he's, he's halfway really- there. <laughs> oh, exactly. He's given, a- there. he's given us the uh, the Half- firepower. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, he's going to get the you know the third best defender, and he's going to be able to you know take. You know, make them feel uncomfortable. Like, I mean, you look at it twenty-five goals for the year, because he can get you at the ground level and in the air. So
0: it's mm. incredibly intelligent. You can just say he knows how to yeah. use his body, because he's not the biggest bloke. There, he's um, I don't know, his build isn't isn't overly, uh, you know, overpowering. Or, but he's just he's got this smarts, and I mean, and he's got a hell of a leap on him as well too. We've yeah. seen that. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah. no, definitely yeah. an important cog in our forward line definitely Oh
1: yeah, definitely now to go with that do you do you remember the tv show beavers and butthead growing up i do i do <laughs> how much does he look like butthead
0: yeah like i'm pretty, pretty sure is that Beavis? that's not been
1: Beavis.
0: he's been uh it's been flying around twitter or something like that for a little while now hasn't it? i'm pretty sure um yeah. actually just just on nicknames just slightly off there had you heard and i only saw it via players instagrams but rivers uh My boy Trent Rivers, but his nickname is Fig. Fig Rivers. And I actually watching the replay and I was watching the first quarter just before again. Actually, you know, one of the benefits of not having any crowd there and being able to hear like almost everything that you can hear that the players were saying on the field (laughs) can clearly hear him saying, Fig, fig I don't know where fig fig rivers come from.
1: Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Like, yeah. a figure. Like, is he like a really good figure? Like, oh uh, yeah, he, maybe. He definitely definitely has the best calves in the club. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but as soon as played, oh, I can't say I have got noticed, got some, he's got some killer baby cows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can certainly say he's you know
0: he's not the worst looking bloke on the on on the field. I'm guessing instead of talking figure,
1: just wait till you F- see it. this is. Oh. <laughs>
0: There you go. Um, Anyway, again, we've managed to take off our uh, take our segment onto a tangent. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our underrated player of the round, Bailey Fritch. Well done, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, we are the podcast for fans by the fans, and we wouldn't be here without our demons faithful. And it is our very favourite segment coming up, where we get to hear all of our supporters' thoughts and comments in Fugazi. By only commenting on what they see, um, but internally it's Fagazi. Can you do your best uh, McConaughey impression? You Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, but it's uh, it goes something like Fagazi, it's Woozy, it's Wazzy. <laughs> Off the back of an amazing win, we wanted to hear our fans' thoughts and feelings about what their biggest takeaways were from the victory against the Bulldogs. I think you've stitched me up here, and am I reading the first one? You are. I am. All right. So off Facebook, we've got Christian Smith here. Total team effort, amazing performance. Lost to Adelaide was a positive in the end. Felt like we might have dropped this game if we were still undefeated. Probably should have won that game by eight goals in the end. If anything, that is probably the only real cause for concern. We don't blow teams out. So they are always a chance if they can get off the leash for 10 minutes. But that is nitpicking. To be fair, we're onto the lines now. Need to take that scalp. And yeah absolutely solid point there from christian uh completely agree about you know nitpicking but i don't know clary put it pretty well the other day Whereas it said that they hate losing and they don't like to think that that was the loss that they need to have if we win against the crows i don't know i don't know if the game goes the same way as i don't know are they able to reset and and restructure themselves defensively uh yeah who knows so Anyway, we can't control that. It's what's happened, happened, and I think he makes some uh, really good points. See how we go against Brisbane this week. It will be, I think, a big test to back it up against another top four side.
1: That's it. It's time, it's time for them to lose their streak like we did. So next one comes in from Gary Moss. Oh, sorry, Greg Moss. Didn't have a passenger. Everyone contributed 100%. Um, labelled as well. Total team effort. Lovely work. Uh, next one comes from Bill Tobin. So the whole team looked focused from the start to finish all played their part after a disappointing game against the crows again absolutely team focused that look i i knew we we're on from the start like i think oh, it was i thought the roof was actually going to be clo- uh, open sorry and I it thought, was supposed yeah,
0: to be i think when I the crowds were coming
1: play, i thought they'd play in our in our favor um but then again i think about this and i oh, what did i said i think we've won like Six or seven of the last.
0: Sorry, that was just me opening my SodaStream bottle, and I've you heard that. That was I so know, loud. I
1: thought you were like, <laughs> like sizzling at me. Um, no, I think like I think we'll yeah we've got a re- relatively decent record after we broke that hoodoo at Eddie Oh, Eddie Had Marvel. Yeah. Um. So Colonial we, Colonial Stadium, I think. We we make that ground real hard. I reckon now for teams to play against. And you saw that. You saw that against Dogs. Like we make the ground look really, really small. But yeah, I'll go on a tangent for
0: too long. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> nice one. All right, next we got Kent Hodder from Twitter saying, just the way we committed to the structure and the setup behind the ball. One player out of alignment and the dogs pick it apart. It was a full 22-player effort defensively. And I think echoes a lot of what we've talked about tonight already. But I think... That was certainly something that was definitely highlighted by the commentators on the night. Certainly something that rewatching it, just watching the way that our whole team works defensively, is outstanding. And to and to be able to stifle, you know, the highest scoring team in the competition, the Bulldogs, to to watch us do that so comprehensively, uh, yeah, it's an incredible sign um, for. Watching our brand of footy stand up against the benchmark of the competition, if you like. Uh, but now that we've usurped that and, and we are the benchmark of the competition, uh, yeah, it's a really, really promising sign. So thanks for that, Kent. Uh, we're, we're pleased with where we sit. We understand there's going to be some hype around how we're playing, but we also want to just take it you know, one week at a time. And coaches say that a lot, and, and people, and it's just the reality. You can't look too far ahead.
1: Right. Well, obviously, with a good win comes from 10 and 1. We look at our next week opponent, the Brizzy Lions, uh, coming up Friday night. Obviously, relocation of stadiums, uh, taking them on at Giants Stadium. Um, Ground, we've actually had pretty good success over um, over the last couple of years. So, um would be really interesting to see this one. Uh, I, I look at the Oppo straight away and I think of folks like the Lions are in form, six wins in a row. You think their players, their you know, real main engine room. Your your and your McCluggage and your Jared Lyons, they're they're all up and about, and um, also with the potential of Lockie Neal, yeah, week, which uh, is obviously is a massive in for them, big um, in, which makes makes things uh, interesting.
0: Hopefully, hopefully that means Reese Matheson goes out.
1: <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> beast mode, oh. beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I oh, don't know. See what happens, but
1: see what happens. Uh, well look, do you, I mean I mean obviously our mix will be sort of, you know, what our plan is if Neil does come in will change. I think um you look at Jared Lyons, he's he's up there with the best midfielders like in the competition. I can't believe Gold Coast got rid of him to to be honest for a bag of chips, but mm. yeah, look at him now, Absolutely killing it. Um and Zorko's Zorko's in all Australian form. Um McCluggy just starting to recapture the form from last year um it's just a matter of you know how do we go about this and well mcluggish sort of sits a lot on the outside so he plays a little bit of that wing slash on ball role so you know having now good mate positive lingers out will make uh make the call there pretty interesting
0: yeah well sort of think about i don't know who does who does harms go to i reckon harms might go to somebody like mcluggish don't you reckon or would he go to someone like that? I
1: reckon oh you probably I reckon he'd probably go to Lyons or if yeah. Neil plays he'll go to Neil. Yeah. Um just really ruffle him up because obviously he'd be rusty after a few weeks out. But um, you know, Lions does his like a lot of his a lot of his work in the clinches. And look, sometimes he plays a lot of surge footy too, Jared uh Jared Lyons. Like he's he's a bit like a libero in that facet. Um so you know, trying to really restrict his um his dominance around stoppage would be really, really crucial um, to, I suppose, owning the outside and you're making things um, really hard for, for Brisbane to get any structure um, forward at the footy, um, you know, because before we you're putting on the pressure, you saw it last week, you look at our intercepts, that was, phew, what do we have? Like 40 intercepts or something. It was absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, doing that again, will be crucial um, and going a long way to us um, getting the upper hand in the game.
0: And they'll be aware of that as well too. I think,
1: I don't know, whether they
0: watch the Sydney game or the Adelaide game and sort of try and get a bit of a way of, of teams that have managed to expose us a little bit. Just looking at your players there to watch, I think Mitch Robinson's also somebody that we need to, you know, not, not pay attention to, but, He's a bit of a uh, bit of a wild card, and and certainly a player that Brisbane, when they are succeeding, he's somebody that's up and about, and easily that player that when he was playing for Carlton that you didn't like him. But I think at, at Brisbane, you, I don't know, I don't know about you, I don't know what your personal opinion is, but I'm not sure what you're doing here now over the video. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's attached to his shoulders.
1: Yeah. the that's... ugliest bloke in the league. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, I'm not a fan of him. Um, but no, seriously, he will actually. He'll probably go to Clary. I reckon can
0: can play though.
1: But yeah, I reckon. I reckon he'll he'll like put a bit a bit of heavy work into Clary Petrarca yeah. around stoppage. I reckon.
0: So we're out, I think. I well, know logistically, uh, you're probably looking at what Oscar Baker coming in. It's probably like for like. I'm I'm, I'm uh, trying to read your facial expression right now. You're not overly impressed. I'm not, come I'm on selection committee? Who would you put in?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I, was, I was I was watching those <laughs> Melbourne. Um, the Gus and Gorny podcast, and um... <laughs>
0: that's this I think second uh, rated demon podcast behind Attention to Detail. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and uh, Gussie talks about you know this, this this little elaborate wingers wingers group. And um, gee, I tell you what, like oh, was trying to pick out like oh, you know who goes in, who goes in, who goes out. Sorry, God, uh, uh, it's a tough one. Like, do you like Sparrows had two games as a sub in a row you think, is this guy going to actually get a game and play somewhere and maybe play that real in-tight stuff? And then you get someone who's more of an aerobic beast. Like, does Neil Bullen, for instance, does Neil Bullen go onto a wing, potentially, based on yeah. his running capacity? But, you know, do you lose a lot of what he does, board of the footy, if he goes there? But, I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one, but you just got to back out this I'd
0: say, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see him bringing Baker in.
1: But if you want to go like for like, yes, Oscar Baker does come in and obviously he does play that role. Whether or not he's, I mean, obviously it's has been a pretty big game. Like, I mean, it's huge I look, game. I look at the game. I look at the game um, that he played when he coming in. It's North Melbourne, which is a game this year. Fifteen disposals, but for me, like, I don't know. He just looked a bit off it. But then again, that comes with experience. Like, he's probably only played fifteen games, maybe twenty games in his in his time. So, like, you know it's a tough one because lingers is only gonna be out for one week he'll come straight back in mm. um but you know it sucks for a player like baker because i actually thought he showed a little bit last year, late last year um but then getting him in um gives him that confidence but if he's in and out like it's a bit of a tough one yeah
0: oh we'll uh wait and see what happens thursday night when they make the call on teams <laughs>
1: That's correct. That's correct. I suppose one like oh, a couple or well, two more things actually I've got to talk about. But, um, two more dude, things. Two more things. Oh, the yeah. uh, the uh, medium sized combo meal of Danaher and Hipwood <laughs> with the uh, the side of Char- uh, Charlie Cameron will be something to, yeah, be warranted off and it'll make our defenders they'll be kept on their toes with that combination when they.
0: Yeah, I'd be backing Hibbert in to play on Cameron. I mean, the speed's not there, but mm. uh, I don't know we've seen him do it to players before. Rivers. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Maybe there could be a collective, it could be a mm. sort of approach. But I feel like yeah, Hitwood's actually one that sneaks under the radar and does play well against us. He is the one that pops up and kicks still,
0: goal. still kicks goals, kicks five goals in a quarter. Yeah, he's remember that. that <laughs> Was that three, four years ago?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But third shit. quarter,
0: absolutely destroyed us in that third quarter. Five goals in a quarter.
1: I know Joe Dunne is allergic to kicking straight against us, so that shouldn't yeah. be too much of a problem. Um, but yeah, I suppose, and the last one I want to sort of touch base on is uh, Stasovic. I feel like Stasovic is heading towards an All Australian year as a as a smaller defender. Um, so I reckon he'll give Coszy a little bit of attention, and it'll be really interesting to see that battle and see what Kosy can come up with. Because um, is quite a solid guy. Um, they're still young, but it'd be a really good matchup to see.
0: In the run sheets, Simo, you haven't got you haven't got Starsevich will be giving Cozzy attention. What have you got written there, mate? Do you want to just read it out so our yeah, listeners? Yeah. Could...
1: <laughs> All right, he no, like this one. Um, real test for Cozzy with Stasovitch, most likely to be sniffing his arse on <laughs> it, which, um, <laughs> which probably will happen. I think, yeah, especially the player Cozzy is. But I mean, the speed of Cozzy, you probably have to be careful. Good close. Because uh, yeah. watching
0: him arch his back on Friday night, oh, out mate. on the wing there. How good was that? And he, wow. and he nailed that kick at full speed as well too hey, uh, he's sideways he to, oh. yeah nah, incredible
1: it's like Aaron Davey on roids sorry to say that but I reckon he's like Aaron Davey on roids. Well,
0: you can just say it's like Aaron Davey because he was certainly electric in, in his time as well too he
1: was, he was. without
0: the roids <laughs> anyway we've talked enough about this <laughs> on to the next bit
1: alright mate.
0: Well, that pretty much does it for another week, Simo. We've uh, yeah covered a pretty incredible win against the doggies, and uh, got a few exciting things coming up. We've we've just finished our interview with Jack Fitzpatrick, which will be coming out uh, in the coming days, which is yeah outstanding. What a what an amazing uh, footballer, but also just an incredible person just to speak about. Not just really puts things into perspective about that footballers and everything and. Yeah, a really honest uh, and interesting chat about his time at the club, but also a lot of other things as well too. So that was that was really exciting to have an upcoming, and, and thanks to everyone for their feedback with our chat with Kate Roffey last week. I think mean, I think we you know we've been talking about it all all week, and I and I certainly have. I was still sort of pinching myself that we had the chance to do that, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And she was so impressive and down to earth to talk to. And I know our, our listeners and supporters have been giving us great feedback, so thank you for all that and it's yeah really exciting that we're continuing to get some guests and we've got a couple more up in the works as well too that we'll we'll let leak as as the time comes on thanks to everybody that continues to listen uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on spotify apple or google and all your other podcast platforms as well but feel free to leave a review uh, on apple Podcasts on or give us some feedback on twitter at at attention to detail T N to so attention to detail Facebook Instagram or email we do have a website as well too a WordPress website it is up and running uh, I haven't flogged that too much <laughs> lately so you can access all our episodes on there as well too or you can shoot us an email at attention to detail pod at gmail.com but thank you so much for listening but before we go it's a very very important thing that we've got to do before we leave Simo, you got to Got to leave us with your multi for the week, mate. How are we tracking, uh, okay,
1: mate? I, I'm a bit sad because I actually would have given the listeners a, listeners a win last week. Um, it would have been dividend, but um, I tell you what, you would have been very happy with this one. I had Melbourne. I actually won myself. I had Melbourne head to head. Bailey Fritch uh, most goals and Jack McRae most touches. Um, so that one, that one ended up getting over the line. So. Um, I know it's not very D's bias with Jack McRae in there, but obviously that ball, that bloke's a ball magnet. So anyway, <laughs> we're going on to this game. And I think, well, based on based on our chat, it got me excited. You got me talking about the weed, uh, Timmy. So I'm going to go the D's head-to-head, um, the weed most goals. And I'm going to back the old faithful. Actually, no, I'm not because we spoke about this. Now, I reckon Christian Salem is going to prove me wrong and actually put in a half-decent effort. <laughs> so you all go to Salo, get in there, get back to your old same form because we need we need you to be doing it, all right? So, yeah. <laughs> so head to head, rich, sorry, in most goals and then uh, Salo for most touches.
0: All right. Well, as said, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll definitely get up a graphic up on socials this week, and so people can remember it. And uh, yeah if if they uh if the bet falls over then they know where to find you <laughs> tag your personal account there <laughs> but no nah, thanks again mate it's uh yeah been another good week uh yeah everyone keep keep an ear out for our uh, chat with jack fitzpatrick and yeah looking forward to having a chat next week about our hopefully our win against the Lions on after Friday night at Giant Stadium. So thanks everyone for listening and go D's.
1: Go D's.